Okay. Okay, boss. I'm going to let you roll. Go for it. Tell me what you do. All right. My name is Natalie Higby. I live in Austin, Texas. I am a durability coach, which maybe a lot of people would refer to that as a mobility coach. Um, to me, I think a durability is like longevity and performance and recovery. Um, I do one-on-one -on -one coaching. I do something called spatial stretch therapy. Um, and I also have an app that's called the Durable Athlete app uh, that people can access to kind of do a lot of mobility and recovery session style like workout. Hmm. Um, I do also like regular, I guess, uh, strength based personal training as well for people who have like general fitness goals. And I do nutrition and lifestyle coaching online. So I have a lot of remote clients that I work with, um, kind of on the other side of things, right outside of the training, all the other things that go into recovering and performing well, and ultimately feeling our best. Hmm. So I have a whole nother service for nutrition and lifestyle coaching. So I feel like I do a lot. Like I teach local classes. I have small groups, one-on-one, -on -one, online clients. Um, and at the end of the day, I just truly consider myself a, a teacher. And with the goal of teaching people how to feel their best, uh, you know, again, feel their best, perform their best, and ultimately live their best life is kind of where my passion lies. Mm. And so if there's any kind of way that I can do that with someone, uh, that's where I come in if they need some help there. Um, outside of that in my work and who I am running my own business and kind of doing all these community outreach items. Um, I am obsessed with my dog Mamba, which if you follow me on social media, he will always be around me. And I have really gotten into like gardening, would love to have, you know, grow my own food, that type of stuff. I uh, would love to have some chickens. So that's kind of like what I do for fun too on the outside of that is just hang out with friends, family, but also um, trying to just build like a little house here that I can live off of if, if I needed to go to chickens, all things out outdoors and nature. It's kind of my vibe. So mm. there's definitely some, some beauty in a simplistic life, you know, just having a little home and growing most of your stuff and, and living pretty much sustainably. There's, there's something that deep inside of us calls to that, in my opinion, definitely for me. Um, yeah. So I, I relate to that real hard and that's, that's really cool. Yeah, not there yet. I feel like there's, again, a lot of things going on in my life, um, a lot of moving pieces. My fiance and I bought our house at the end of 2020, and we've like redone a lot of the inside. And yeah. then now we've kind of moved to the outside, if you will. So I feel like I'm kind of just now getting to like, oh, like, let's get to the gardening. What can I plant? Can I have a vegetable garden? We have a chicken coop in the back, but I don't have chickens yet. So that's like where I want to expand it to and get to is, yeah, living a little more sustainably. So. Mm. fuck yeah and it's good yeah. for your mental wellness too right like control i mean um kind of concentrating on the little things and putting in the time and effort with without that instant gratification you have to you know sow the seeds that you're going to eat next year right and yeah uh, yes. i think i think that little bit of the grind is so good for us i think there's something about being in nature that's good for us in general mm. whether it's the fresh air the sunshine and vitamin D, uh, your hands or feet like in the ground, right? People talk about grounding, uh, hands being in the dirt, in the soil. Like, obviously we benefit from that um, physiologically, but yeah, kind of like the discipline of things. And like, even I made a post today, I'm out watering my plants and 
the thing that came to mind as I was doing that is tend to the things you want to grow, right? Like where you put your energy, you know, those things will flourish, right? Um, I, I truly believe in that. So it's like, you know, it's those daily actions. Like I'm trying to just water my plants every day and over time they grow. Um, but it's not necessarily like one day all of a sudden I'm like, oh, look at it now. Like I might think that, but like it's the daily process, like over time, um, you know, for example, I have a plant in my house and for some reason I looking at an old picture the other day and I was like, look how tiny it was. Like I've forgotten how much it's grown over the last two years, right? Because it just happens every day. So I think the fitness and nutrition um, is true. It's like we have to put effort into the things that we want to see blossom. And it takes a lot of consistency and a lot of patience and a lot more time than most people allow for. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, I think the lessons that we get from, you know, tending to our garden, if you will. <laughs> and like, yeah, going through like different seasons, right. And like the ups and downs of that. And um, yeah, I think it's just also important to know where your food comes from, you know, on the holistic side of things. I think that that's big, but yeah, just a lot of life lessons and all of those little things that um, I think fitness also gives us, you know, I think with fitness, it's the same thing. It's like, if I want to build muscle, okay, I'm not going to build it in a day. I'm definitely not even going to build it in a month. Right. Like that might take 10 years to look back and be like, oh, wow, look at me now. You know, compared yeah. to 10 years ago, I can actually tell the difference. It's because I've been putting in that work day in and day out. Um, but also then allowing that time for restorative stuff, which I think like gardening and being outside could be used as like an active recovery day. Right. So it's like, I'm still getting up, moving my body. I'm doing something productive, but I don't have to be like in the gym, hitting the weight super hard every single day to be living that healthy lifestyle. So. Yeah. Hitting the gym and 60 minutes on a row for my active recovery day. I was like, you're still looking at the same four walls, you know, go enjoy the, this earth that we're walking around on, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of like getting outside for those days, walks, swims, bike rides. Again, I don't know if you've ever done a lot of gardening too. I keep going back to that, but like, man, Sometimes it makes you super sore if you're pulling up weeds. Like it can be a workout, right? Mowing the grass, cleaning the house, all of those things really are a way for our body to keep moving and mm. ultimately burn calories if that's what we want to do. But it definitely just kind of switches it up so that, yeah, you're not always looking at the, the same walls day in and day out. Going at the, the screen. Yeah, watching yeah. the meters yeah. go up. Fuck that. No, no, no. <laughs> I lift a barbell once and I'll sit down and eat Haribo's. That's, that's, my, that's my fitness. <laughs> that's hilarious you're like well did some curls now i get to eat my honey buns yeah 100 percent. you know i mean that's it i'll it throw i'll throw a bar above my head or i'll squat maybe maybe three reps if you're lucky and that's about it that's me done i'm going home but then you row for 60 minutes no 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 oh. that was just an example no. oh i was <laughs> like but then you're doing that's crazy no hell no so for a lady that spins so many plates, right? Why do you do what you do? Good question. Um, you know, from a young age, I wanted to be a teacher. You know, like in school, when they ask you, what do you want to do? Um, I just always felt drawn to helping people. As a young kid, I was, I remember like being in school, I was what they call like a peer helper. So before you go to the counselor, they would send you to your peer helper and that person would help like mediate your problem um I did the same thing in junior high and high school I was always like part of groups that went and mentored kids um in high school I was in this group called peer helpers right so it's like 
something always drew me to or put me in the position of some like leadership and helping others and like helping others work through problems. And I then was also an athlete my entire life, played a lot of different sports growing up, ended up playing a little bit of college basketball, um, also high school. And so I kind of thought like, you know what, two things that I really love is sport and teaching. So I thought I would, you know, essentially be like a, a schoolhouse teacher, if you will, and, and coach something. Um, but really, it kind of led me to getting another position at a gym right out of college. Um, and so why I do what I do, there's just been this drive to help people live their best life, like help people find happiness. I feel like we live in a society where so many people are struggling with anxiety and depression. So many people struggle with their weight, their self-confidence. Um, and these are things I've struggled with myself too. And I've just always found that when I struggle with something or I have something going on, I love learning. So I'll seek out the knowledge of it. So I'll take a certification. I'll read a book. I'll listen to podcasts. I try to learn as much as I can about that thing and then implement the practices that someone has studied or said like this helps, right? So for example, I'll use anxiety, depression. Maybe you could talk about fitness helping or meditation. Those would be two things. I'm like, okay, if I know these things help, I'm going to now apply these for the next six months or something. Um, and I feel like through that, through all of my experience, again, I, I just want to share what I've learned with others because often I benefit from those things. And I'm like, wow, this really did help me. I see all of these other people struggling with that, or I hear about it and I want to share what has helped me a little bit in hopes that it helps them. So there's just this like somewhat desire inside to connect with others, to help them, to support them, to stay humble and continue to learn. I also love those two things and like experience it for myself. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like no matter what age group I'm working with, it doesn't matter if someone's five years old, eight years old or 80. I just feel like I want to meet them where they're at and learn about what they're going through and then figure out a way that I can support them there. Um, and that's why it goes back even to like the stretching techniques or the mobility techniques and maybe something even like really low intensity to meditation and sleep and talking about how those impact us all the way up to like, you know, really specific nutrition and really specific strength training, right. For performance. Um, those are, I just, I like to look at health in that holistic view. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what has led me to all these different avenues because I haven't just gotten stuck in like just the performance side, right. Like I, in all of my learning and, and what I've applied, I've realized and learned that it truly takes, us caring about our environment, what we're looking at every day, what we're listening to, what we're breathing in, right? Who we're surrounding ourselves with, the amount of sleep we're getting, what are we putting in our body? Like all of those things essentially then create our reality of either like happiness, stress, or anxiety, depression, all those things. Um, and so, yeah, I just have a big desire to share that knowledge with others and to help people. Mm. Yeah, that passion definitely comes through, like in everything that you do, and even just having a conversation with you, and that's such a such a fucking cool thing to see. Um, well, thank you. And I couldn't agree more. Like, I think this whole health, wellness, fitness thing that we that we work within is this grey area, right? And it's why this thing that we're doing right now is called the Nomadic Podcast. It kind of like ebbs and flows and and goes around the houses. And I think. Um, I've seen so many coaches along the years, man, and they've all been phenomenal. 
well obviously you see some coaches that aren't the best but whatever you know we're not gonna focus a lot of time and energy there and you know some really specific performance coaches and some really specific hey they're just great for the average athlete coming in maybe a nan right and they just they can just talk to people and they've got that like they got that empathy ball, uh, string to their bow and there's something really special about these human beings and you you look at them you're like wow like this is they, they're ticking that box so well. I need to learn from this. However, there's a lot of holes in this game, right? And I completely agree with it's kind of everything. It's kind of an and, not an or. It's not like a, hey, guys, like I only coach men or women or whatever. And I, I think there's time and space for that, you know? I think uh, people can have their niches, right? They can They yeah. can focus solely on performance, dudes, disabilities, whatever you want to call it. But I think uh, most of us need to learn something about everything, which makes coaching very, very difficult, but also it's so addictive. Yeah. And I would agree. And, you know, a lot of people have told me over the years, like pick one thing and stay in that lane. And I get that, but also the people that I deal with are again, anywhere from little kids to moms, to dads, to professional athletes, to elderly people and at at the core of who they are, they're human. And there are things that we need to function best as a human. And I feel like it's my responsibility to share with them. Like, Hey, did you know that, you know, again, let's look at sleep. Let's look at nutrition. Let's look at your fitness. Let's look at mobility. Like, let's look at all of these things. These all impact how you're feeling. So again, it's like, if you want to perform at the highest level, we need to be looking at those things. And if you just want to be like a human being functioning well and being happy, we need to look at those things. So yeah, I feel like um, even the name durable athlete for the business that my fiance and I run, sometimes people assume it's really just athletes, like professional athletes, but we always just say it's like, it's the nine to five, it's the desk jockey person, right? It's the mom, the dad, the kid, the professional, durable athletes. We look at everyone as an athlete. Like we want people to be taking that consideration of their health as if they are an athlete, because we are expected to perform at our highest level each day. I think, right. Whether it's in your job, in your house, on the court, people expect you to show up and be your best self, or that's how you kind of make it in life, right? Like get the most out of it is to perform at a, so we say durable athlete, but like at the core of it, it's human, right? Like that's what we're trying to kind of solve is like how to just, feel our best in our body and yeah we i just think we'd be doing a disservice to people if we didn't touch on those points mm-hmm. you know maybe someone is coming to me for strength training and that might be what i'm doing but i'm still like having these conversations with them i still have services that if they want kind of that add-on of like hey i've been feeling really good training with you now can we talk about nutrition and lifestyle stuff like yes let's go there right like i don't try to just throw everything at someone on day one but I think it's important as a coach, if you're dealing with people, you need to understand that all of those things have an influence on how they feel and perform. Mm. So. Mm. And don't, don't you find like when you start talking to people and they come for you, come to you for one specific thing, right? And you start talking to them, there's usually so many more layers that they, that they need a conversation with. Even, even if it is just a conversation, you know, rather than just a service and, hey, I want this plan or whatever. It's like, no, no, this human being, needs to talk over a couple more things you 100 percent. and i will say you know especially on the nutrition and lifestyle side of things mm. uh training as well but i feel like on the nutrition things most of the times people are reaching out because they're like hey i want to lose weight 
Like that's like number one, right? It's like, I want to lose weight and then I want to improve my health because I asked them to list their goals. And most often that's the way they list them. And at the core of it though, it's like people are just unhappy. Like they're, they lack confidence. They lack stability in their habits. They lack structure. They don't know where to go because there's a lot of information out there. Um, and I feel like they're really hard on themselves. So yeah, it's like you see people coming in for like, oh, weight loss. But really what they need is like strength and better sleep and better mental practices. And they just need to start feeling better. And then all of a sudden they feel better in their body. And it's less about the weight at that point. It's just like, wow, my hormones are better. I feel happier. I feel healthier. Now I'm happy in my body. You know, that number on the scale isn't going to get me to that happy place. It's, it's all these other things that are going to get me there. But mm -hmm. if we're just chasing the number on the scale, often things, those things, oftentimes those things get worse. So if I'm just like, yeah, let's eat less and work out more and not focus on any of our other factors, then that can often increase stress load and you can feel much worse and anxious every single day. Right. So it's like, we're not really helping them. Yeah. We're getting to their goal. What they think is their goal. It's like, I have to kind of get in there and teach them that they actually might have a different goal. <laughs> They're just not aware of it yet. Um, and there's a better way to get there. Right. So that would be a perfect example of like people coming in and kind of like, it's often a lot of other things that they don't even realize they need first. Mm, mm. And it's our job to stop them chopping off their hand in spite of the foot. You know, it's like, no, I got to get there. It, it all matters. You know, I got to get there no matter. Uh, I got to sacrifice everything. You know, it's just like, okay, well, if you get that goal and then you break yourself in the meantime, like, you know, you're going to regress. You know, if you burn yeah. yourself out, you will regress. It's true. It's, you know, a lot of people, you know, nowadays there's all these kind of uh, challenges for people to do two a days. 75 hard, right? Like there's things that might be beneficial for some people in some capacity, right? Everything has a context, but for like the general population person, um, I have a lot of people that come in and they're working out really hard and they're eating like eight to 900 calories, which is very low. Um, and they feel terrible and they can't reach their goals. And, you know, science would tell you maybe that like, hey, you know, if this is where you're eating, we need to decrease calories. But the reality is that that's already very unhealthy. So I actually need to like build first, I need them to like, build better habits around daily movement around stress management around sleep, um, and then start to build their metabolism by kind of increasing their food, um, and increasing like maybe some lower intensity strength training. This is just build at first. It's like, let's just build a healthy body. And then we can worry about like that next step. And oftentimes um, they might even build muscle and lose body fat with like increasing food. Right. So yeah, I think people often want like just the quick fixes mm -hmm. and it usually does more harm than good. And then they find a coach, you know, and who, who like, for example, I have people reach out to me and they're like, Hey, well, this worked for me in the past. And I always say, I am going to disagree with you because if that works for you, you wouldn't be calling me now. Like <laughs> if it worked, it would be sustainable, right? Like I want you to do something and find a healthy lifestyle that you can sustain long after we're done working together. So my argument would be like that keto diet that you did for six months where you lost a bunch of weight, but then you gained it all back. Like it didn't work right? Like mm -hmm. it worked short term, but I don't think anybody signs up for a program being like, yeah, I only want it short term. And then I don't care if I gain it all back. Like most people don't want that. So that's kind of where we come into is like, 
We're looking for really healthy, sustainable habits that when done consistently over time will give you the results that you ultimately want. But it mm. takes patience. Yeah, it does. And how do you how do you coach that patience? You know, because we all know a journey of a thousand miles starts with a single step, but everybody wants to come in and start jumping, you know, and leapfrogging all the way there. And it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> you need to come in, move the chest piece one square and go home. Like that's it. And then come back in the next day and literally shift it again one square and go home and consistently just do that. And it's it can be quite boring for a lot of people, you know, because the amount yeah. of work that they have to do day to day is a lot less than they thought. But the amount of work accumulative over a year, two, five years, six months or whatever is a shit ton of work. Yeah. So I got chills when you kind of were just going over those analogies because it's true. And it is really difficult. And I will say that there are people, you know, I've had clients in the past where they don't 100% buy in. It's rare, but that's happened, right? Like someone may not give it enough time or um, like be bought in enough to the process and they just want the quick fix, right? Mm -hmm. Someone has to be ready for a real change. Um, they either have to be like in enough pain or you know, follow me long enough or understand my process to be like, nope, that's the holistic like place I want to be um, rather than over here where it might be a quick fix, but it, it's not going to last. Like they have to kind of understand that if they don't understand that, but they just feel drawn to working with me or someone's recommended me or something, then it's usually about with someone. This is true for teaching people of all ages, right? And the old saying of like, what people don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, which sounds really cliche. It is, but it's also very true. Like you have to create a good relationship with someone as a client and a friend for them to trust you. And then I would say from there, it's also credibility. Like, are you walking the walk? Which I feel I do. Right. So people can be like, well, she's not just telling me to do all these things. Like this is actually you know, what she does, or I like to share a lot of my experiences and not just me, but it could be other people. Um, but I think that's important to be like, no, like, here's my story, or here's the story of someone else, or, you know, a resource that I can give you. So you can look into this a little bit more to kind of give them more of like, Hey, you're not alone. And this is like, truly what works like on the scientific side. Um, and then just really like, giving them that education and support along the way and recognizing their wins along the way and like continuing to be like, yeah, like, oh, you said you feel better today. Great. Like that's progress. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Like, well, trust me, we'll keep getting to that next thing. Like just keep trusting the process. It, it's it, coaching is an art, right? Like it's, it's the connection with the client. It's the science behind it. It's the application. It's how you support them. It's all sorts of stuff. And I don't know. I think I'm just grateful that, in a lot of ways, I'm able to connect with people. And I think it's just through being authentic. I can't mm. tell you exactly why, but um, I, I try to just be really open and like vulnerable with my clients. And I try to really listen to them and understand where they're coming from and try not to judge them. But then I have that slight like, okay, but you also paid me to be your coach. So I'm going to be honest, you know, but like in the nicest way possible. And it's a fine line sometimes to, to walk. Mm. I, I think it comes across. Yeah, it definitely does. And I agree with coaching being an art form. I think it's an organic art form that is ever changing. You know, mm -hmm. like you, you change, they change, day-to-day -day changes, situation, environments, finances, whatever the fuck. Everything just 
moves. It's like that Harry Potter where the chess pieces just start moving around the place all the time. And you're just yep. like, can everybody just fucking stand still so I can <laughs> figure this out, please? Because I had a game plan and True. I came in and you just fucked it up. You know, but that's that's why we love it. You know, it's it makes you want to rip your hair out, but at the end of the day, you help people for a living. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think every coach, you know, goes into each session with a game plan. And yeah. at the end of the day, again, it's like we're working with people. We're working with people's lives who are ever-changing and evolving. And, yeah, you might have the perfect plan for them, but they're not there yet that day. Or, they, you know, you need to shift. And it's like, all right, I just got to throw away my game plan. I just got to go with what I'm feeling today or what they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think – you know, science is always changing too. And what people are coming out with, right? Like for a long time, we'll use like knees over toes as an example. For a long time, people were coaching, like, you know, not letting the knees go over your toes for, I think, purposes of like helping people not be in pain, right? Like if that's hurting someone, it's like, let's keep the knees back when we're squatting. And now you see this huge explosion of like everyone teaching knees over toes and being able to train that position and make those tendons stronger and all of that. So you know, had I been coaching 20 years ago, I probably would have been teaching something very different than today. And it is kind of like always evolving and changing. And we find out, you know, one day this new study comes out that like what we've been talking about is false. I don't know. And it's like, you have to kind of go with that too, and be open to change and be open to like looking at both sides. And I think at the end of the day, the most most important piece is understanding that we are all individuals and as similar as we are, we all are also very different. So what works for you is not going to work for the next person. Right. And it's like, that might be true in this instance, but it's not true in this instance. And so I just need to not be dogmatic. Like I need to keep an open mind and and meet people where they're at. Yeah. hundred percent. Like every time that I'll take a coach underneath my wing or somebody just asks some questions or whatever, I always give them the same piece of advice of teach the movement, but coach the individual. You know, like the movements yeah. aren't going to change. Like a deadlift is a fucking deadlift. You know, a snatch is a snatch. Like yeah. that's the same. Like the way we get there can change. Yeah, fine. There's many ways to skin a cat, granted. But yeah. teach the textbook. You know, everybody's done their certs, right? Everybody's got that little piece of paper that says they're qualified in the fitness industry. Congratulations, Jeffrey. I'll get out on the dance floor <laughs> and figure it out, you know? And, uh, yeah. It's like, oh, this, this, this thing is now moving in front of my eyes. I was like, yeah. This is our job. Now figure it out. You know, the feet might different. have to be in a different position. The hand's different, you know. And um, I love it, mate. Like, this this stuff just fires me up. You know, every day is different. It really is an ever-evolving and changing thing. And uh, you got to be humble, like you said. Like, the, the, the science comes out much smarter people than you and I come out with all mm-hmm. these things. And then we're like, oh, okay. Yep, we're leading them down a cul-de-sac, not an open road. Let's just back the trolley up here. You know, yeah. as I gave you the information I had at hand, um, now I've got some more information. Now we're going to go with that, right? And yeah, I think that's leadership. Yeah, it's, it is. Yeah, you can't be. And that's why I think it's important also not just be like, this is the one way. And I'm thankful that I've had leaders and, and teachers who have taught me that that isn't the way we should look at things like again always matters right and say the same thing i was talking about keto earlier just using a diet as an example right where you people go super low carb that might actually be great for some people right Mm -hmm. but it may not be the best 
for me. Like it definitely depends on the person. So just, you know, to everyone out there listening or trying to learn about, you know, what's the right program for me or what's the right diet for me or whatever. Like there's a lot of information out there. And at the end of the day, a lot, a lot of it takes trial and error for yourself to figure out what works best for you, you know, and that's where like the time and patience also come. It's like, Hey, we're humans and things are always changing. So what works for you today may not work for you tomorrow. Oh, you got a new job. Your schedule changed. Like now we've got to change everything around. Like we have to be flexible in that approach and yeah, just figure out like from one person to the next, what's the best thing. And that is what makes it so fun and challenging. I think, you know, well, like, like a fit Sherlock Holmes. You it's know, what? Well, like a fit Sherlock Holmes. We're trying to. Uh, oh yeah. We're trying to come yeah. up with like what you know. Oh, where's that little clue that we got to try and get? And how do I help this person a little bit better? You know, that's the way I think about it a lot. I'm like, right, I'm Sherlock Holmes right now. I'll put my little, uh, you know, my little hat on and have my uh, spectacles yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and try and figure this out. Yeah. I think that's important. I think it's also important to surround yourself with other people and peers that challenge you and are really good at their craft that you can learn from. I'm lucky enough in Austin that we have a lot of that. And I have also some really close friends that are very into like the spiritual, emotional side of things. Um, I learned this in like my fascial stretch therapy certification of like the, the type of emotions and trauma that our body holds on to. So again, I'm like, we're working with someone. It's like, man, we can do all of this shoulder mobility. Right. And I think I'm tackling the problem or, you know, we can look like upstream or downstream, but not going away. Like maybe it's emotional. And I've had people where that's the case. Right. It's like, you might think like logically, nope, this is exactly what needs, you know, we need to approach it from like this movement perspective. Um, But it could be more on like what people might consider like the woo woo side, but there's science behind that too. So again, just being super open, like understanding that everyone comes to you from different backgrounds and in different um, situations that can impact how they feel and function daily. So yeah, I think that's kind of key is if you're going to be a coach, make sure that you keep an open mind. Fuck. Yeah. You know, the job, the job isn't about you. It's about them and passion is free. Right. Yeah. I got three questions. What's the greatest piece of life advice you've ever received? I think there's been a lot. That's kind of hard to pick one. Um, One that stands out to me personally that resonated with me was uh, when I was graduating college. I remember even my, my aunt sent me an email. I still have it. And it was, you know, essentially do what you love or do something else. She said, whenever she got felt like she was bored and watching the clock at work, she found a new job. But I think following your passion because it really comes through in the work that you do. But I will say, I also know people just like on the other side of this, right? Context matters. I know people who don't exactly do what they truly, truly love, but it provides them the life where they can do what they truly love for fun or something. Right. And I think that's important too. So I just believe that, you know, in order to live your best life, you still have to seek out um, enjoyment and fulfillment in the day to day. So for me, that's doing a job that I'm extremely passionate about and that I enjoy. But if I were also doing a job where like, I didn't really enjoy it, I would make sure that everything outside of that was stuff that brought me all of that, like joy and passion. Um, So I think that's just a big thing that I live by. So that's one of them. Mm. 
I agree. I got to do something that I love. You know, yeah. if I don't, I, it's not a good time upstairs. You know, I send myself yeah. crazy. I agree. What's the worst piece of life advice you've ever received? Worst piece? Um, <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've probably just tuned it out and forgot it, to be honest. But I don't know. Someone just trying to tell you what to do or to listen to others. Like, I think you've got to be in tune with like your own um, intuition, you know, and not always just following with what other people want. So if anyone's like trying to tell you exactly what to do, I would just say in general, that's bad advice. I think it's good to have, you know, opinions and to weigh out your options. But Mm -hmm. I think like at our core, we often know what's best for us. And I don't know why we always like go to someone else to ask them what's best for ourselves, you know? Like, I think people just need to listen to their intuition more. So People need that validation, right? Yeah, that's true. The, uh, a lot of the time we, we shut down our own emotion, right? And we're like, no, 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 it's not a sign. It's not a signal. You know, I can't, I can't feel that, especially dudes. And then that next thing you know, you're at the bottom of a freaking pit. You're like, oh, dude, come on. Like, you're getting all these, like, biofeedbacks going on. Maybe, maybe we listen to it next time, you know? Your, your body is yeah. a pretty, pretty smart thing listen to it your body knows yeah intuition is real coincidences are real things like yeah look for all those little signs and just listen more be curious you know what i mean like Mm. yeah there's a lot that um our body tells us um and so i just think it's good to have like support and again people to bounce ideas off of but in general i would say like go within instead of always like seeking out answers from other people yeah yeah the answers are all around. Your eyes just have to be open to see. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, three words you tell your younger self? Mm. Three words that first came to my mind would be strength, confidence, and perseverance. Oh, so, straight away. You know, yeah, that's kind of the first three that came to mind. So, again, I go with my intuition. <laughs> um that would be probably what I would tell my younger self. I used to be like very, very shy and not have as much. I mean, I was like confident in some ways and always like, you know, I had a lot of friends, but also like was terrified. Like if the teacher called on me in class or something like to read out loud, like that I was going to mess up, you know, like little things like that. And I think about that now I'm like, yeah, like it's okay to mess up. You know, like I wish I would have had a little more confidence in certain things to like not be afraid of like what people would have thought of me if I messed up or something or afraid to like try something new. Um, And then like strength, just as in, I think as a young woman, especially not always listening to like be tiny and be less and be quiet, right? Like be strong, be bold, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. an important message. And perseverance overall of just, yeah, go after what you want and be patient and put in the work and those things will, you know, ultimately come to you. Wow. Thank you so much. Yeah. This was a great chat. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it a lot. You know, I appreciate what you do for the industry and for people around. And um, if people wanted to find you, where would you send them? Yeah, I'm pretty active on my Instagram, which is natalie.higby, just my first and last name. Durable Athlete is my website, um, as well as my app. So those would be probably the top three places that people could find me. Fuck, yeah. I'm going to be downloading that app. Yeah, go for it. Let me know what you think. And then you become part of our community, too. So you can join the Facebook group and kind of message back and forth with us as often as you want. Sounds great. Ask for some help and advice through there. 
I'll uh, mm-hmm. I'll send in some knock knock jokes, you know. Yeah, I would love that. Or some stupid memes or something. I'd be like, "Who's this guy? Who let this dickhead in?" Like, oh, <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> we all need a little more humor in our life too, so that's fine. <laughs> yeah, true. Comedy heals all wounds. <laughs>